I've prayed this before and I'm going to pray it again. And I'm going to ask you guys to join me, all right? Dear Lord, we pray for those that are protesting peacefully, that you grant them the gift of letting their voices be heard. We pray that you grant those who act in violence the vision to see that that is not your way. We pray that you protect those, Lord, who protect and serve and guide them to do what is just. And lastly, Lord, we pray that you grant our elected officials the wisdom to figure out and do what is right. In Jesus' name we pray. y'all welcome to when the hunt calls i'm your host cliff cadet and as promised starting this week this is the second episode for the week um i'll be dropping two episodes a week from now through july and possibly august all right so whether you've, you have subscribed to the podcast or are listening to it for the first time thank you thank you thank you for joining me but before we actually get into it i want to invite y'all to leave me a five-star review of this podcast on whatever platform you are using to listen to it so thank you in advance now my guest today is husband father and avid hunter antonio marsh um when i first dove into social media to look for people like myself who were active in the hunting community antonio and his family were actually the first family that i came across um we've been messing each messaging each other you know on social media for over a little over a year now but today is the first time we've actually spoken to each other so you know listen in as he you know not only shares his hunting successes but those of his wife and his daughter as well all right ladies and gents on the line with me uh right now um the the uh I want to say podcast famous, uh, by made by uh, AV3, <laughs> you know, for the Brian Led Show, uh, Mr. Antonio Marsh. Welcome, man. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time out to, you know, get on here and speak with me. Hey, I, I appreciate it, man. I tell you, I've been uh, I've been wanting to talk to you for a minute, man. I was, I went back and looked at my Instagram messages. I said, man, I actually started interacting with Cliff like a year ago. Exactly right. I don't, I don't think we've ever been on the phone, right? no no not at all just a lot of dms back and forth and i save my 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 messages as well and you're right it, it does go back um a year and change man yeah i was like man i said this guy's up here in new york city slinging arrows i was like, <laughs> man you make me think about uh what's, what's my man uh what's this old dirty bastard it's like new york in the house <laughs> amen to that i appreciate that that should be the, that should be the start of the the new intro music to this podcast yeah man <laughs> but um but um what one of the reasons i i really wanted to have you on the show is is um not only because i wanted to speak to you but mainly because i wanted my listeners to if they haven't already uh i wanted to introduce them to you you know what I'm saying? Because I came across, like, we came across each other on Instagram, and you and your family. Well, I should, I should say, um, let me a little backstory. You know, when I got into this, when I when I decided I wanted to hunt, 
you and your family were the the few people of color that I found on social media that mm -hmm. hunt and share their, you know, their experiences on social media. You're actually the first family, I believe. Um, and there's maybe only one or two others that I've come across on social media besides you guys. Yes. But um, you guys are awesome because it's not only you, um, it's your wife and your kids that hunt, right? Yeah, my daughter's hunting. My, my son, man, I'm telling you, I've been... Oh my God, I'm trying to get this guy out there. He, he's, he's just, <laughs> he's not feeling it. But hey, you know, like, like I talked to uh, Amy Hall. She, she has a podcast too. Mm -hmm. And she said the one thing she learned with her kids, she was like, don't force them to do it. She mm -hmm. said, they don't want to do it. Let them gravitate to it. He said, because the first thing you're going to do, you may push them away from it. You know, yeah. so they said, if, if they decide to do it, do it. If they don't, they don't. Hey, it's all good. Nice. Definitely uh, awesome words of advice. Um, let's get, you know what, let's get started with you. Like, how'd you get into hunting? Man, let me, let me tell you, uh, Cliff, I uh, I have bought a bow. And the reason why I got that bow was uh, where I used to work at, a lot of guys bow hunted. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, man, nah, it's really not something I'm interested in, in doing. So eventually I said, you know what, let me do one. Just, you know, just to go out there and I was having shoulder problems at one time, and you know, a guy told me, "Say, hey, it may help strengthen your shoulder. You know, everything. Just exercise, go out there, and have fun." Mm -hmm. And then uh, my wife's supervisor—he's a huge hunter, man. I mean, he's deer, hog, uh, you name it. And he was—he was messing with me one day. He says, "Man, so you ever—you ever went out and hunted?" I said, "Nope." I said, "I know nothing about hunting." And he was like, "Man," he said, "Let's let's go." So I went and got my little gear. You know, I tried to get look all cool. Got my camo, my hat. <laughs> You know, order my boots and everything, and and we went out a couple of times. And I'm gonna be honest with you, the, the first time I went, I said, "This is probably gonna be the most boring thing ever I have done in my life." <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm gonna say it be straightforward with you. Uh -huh. But as I started reading and you know, and talking to hunters and just starting to pick people's brain, I started understanding, hey, this this hunt is bigger than what I think it is. You know, and guys told me they say once you start getting meat. And you start understanding what you're doing, the fundamentals of hunting, just being in the outdoors. You know, it's not about always, you know, getting a harvest. It's about going out learning, just mm -hmm. enjoying nature. Because uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you, uh, Cliff, uh, the first couple of times I went, you know, I would sit out there. And, man, you start learning a lot of stuff about yourself when you're alone. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you, you, you know, <laughs> You know, you're just like, man, am I doing this right? Are you doing that right? Your mind starts pondering. You know, that, that nature allows you to kind of open up and explore yourself, man. It, mm -hmm. it, it really does. It makes, you, it makes you almost, you dig into your soul. You know, you start hearing the birds and the stupid squirrels run around and kind of <laughs> piss you off. <laughs> you know, I hate squirrels, man. <laughs> you and me both. Well, I like them every other time, but when I'm sitting in the blind or sitting in the tree stand, I hate them. Yeah, I hate them. But but eventually, you know, it that gravitated, you know, to get into the hunt club we're in now. And I'm going to tell you, man, my uh, my hunt club manager, um, uh, J.P. Miller, he, he he's great. He's a great guy. And mm -hmm. it made me think about uh, one of your podcasts where you said, find your go to guy. And mm -hmm. I just remember that from one of your interviews, man. And one thing I learned, everybody who hunts. They, it doesn't mean they know what they're doing. I, mm -hmm. I found that the hard way. And when you find that go-to guy, it's like you pick that brain and you listen. And I'm going to tell you, that, that man has not failed us yet, man, when it comes to this hunting. 
And I'm, I'm going to tell you a lot of what I know. I'm going to say 80 percent of what I know I've, I've learned from him. And once he got me in that hunt club, he started showing me things about tracking and deer signs and food plots and how to run your feeder, how long to sit in your stand, what time to get into the stand. It just all that stuff started resonating and it's really starting to stick. And that, that's where we got started, man. And we really got into it. I think when I got that first harvest about three years ago, that hog, once I got that one, I was hooked. I was done, man. That that was it for me. I'm I'm, I'm all in now. Mm, nice. So you know what? Tell me about your first harvest. You know what? That first harvest, I wasn't even supposed to be hunting that morning, man. <clears throat> oh really? Um, no, I wasn't. Because one thing I learned with this hunting is, and and even Adam, he said it best. He said you can't kill him from the couch. <laughs> and I I had a I had a big problem of being a sometime hunter. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I go, sometimes I wouldn't. And it actually was my wife was the one who told me to go that morning because I was just chilling. I wasn't doing nothing. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know what? I said, yeah, I go. I go hang out for a little bit, maybe set about two or three hours. And I went in, got in the stand that morning. You know, it was a great morning, too. Nice breeze, sitting there. I think I was playing on the phone. And, and I learned that your senses are hiding, heightened when you get out in those environments. Mm -hmm. And I kind of just started hearing things. And I'm going to tell you, man, it was pitch black. And I just I heard those hogs go by. And I was like, man, I think those are hogs. So they went out to my plot. They ate for a little bit. And I'm going to tell you, my nerve factor went from zero to like 2000 in a matter of <laughs> seconds. <laughs> and everything <clears throat> I was taught and I learned. It just what they say, it just dissipated. Mm. Shot placement, all that. You know, I was just trained on myself, headshot, you know, get a moral shot, get the animal down quick as possible. And of course, I didn't take the shot I wanted to, but mm -hmm. you know, in the end, is like they say, the, the hunting gods was with me that day. You know, nice. I got the hog down. But let me tell you the funny thing about that hog. You know, they always teach you, I think in the hunter's class, they say approach the animal from the rear. Uh, you know, be careful because you don't know if the animal's still alive. Mm -hmm. I walked right to the front of them. I was like, hey, what's up, dude? <laughs> so, <laughs> and that hog jumps up, man. And fortunately, um, I had a 22 that I bought my daughter. You know, okay. I, I popped it in the head, put it down. But I was like, man, you, you told yourself time and time again, this is what you do. But in that, that moment, you just lose all sense of what you've been training for, man. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. It's, it's, I can only imagine. I can only imagine because um, when I went out on my first deer hunt last year, one day I did an all-day sit in a blind, saw no deer whatsoever. And yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't until um, about 4.30 in the afternoon, like a dozen turkeys come strolling through. <laughs> And I was like, and then I'm like so excited. I'm like, wait a second, wait a second. I can shoot turkey. I could, I will, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm out here for deer, but I can actually shoot turkey. So I, I didn't have any turkey calls or anything like that. So just, just with my mouth, I started doing my best turkey call. And um, I got them within like maybe 60, 70 yards. Like uh -huh. I got like about one of them um, to come in about 60, 70 yards. But um, there was too much... Uh, too many branches you know low-hanging branches and stuff like that because the terrain was yeah. pretty hilly that was in the way so it, that, i was definitely uh not going to take that shot 
but my I'm not gonna lie, just that maybe it was like a five, maybe ten minute interaction with those animals had mm-hmm. my heart pumping. I mean pumping, bro. It was like it was nothing like I had ever felt before, except except until last month when I actually got my first uh, you know, turkey kill during uh spring turkey season. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you, I have every animal I've ever taken. And mm-hmm. I don't I don't care how long you've been hunting or how cool you think you are, man. My hands shake so bad, man. When that animal's right there, it's like mm-hmm. your your body just goes into overdrive. Wow, wow. But you know what? I I I think I I it's safe to say I agree with you. I I totally understand, and I believe it's gonna be like that each and every time. And it's a feeling that we look forward to each and every time. It's probably like a equated to being an adrenaline junkie yeah it is man and this even <clears throat> let's say even if you don't get a good shot off it's like even if you get a deer that comes in close or even if a hog comes in it's just like man it's like you almost go into the countdown of anticipation of what's getting ready to happen next mm-hmm. you know it's just it, it, it's, it, it's a different feeling if you haven't hunted and haven't experienced you just won't know yes i agree i agree all right, so you you touched on you mentioned your wife a little bit, and actually before I even start talking about um, the rest of your family, I should ask you know in these crazy times right now, everybody's good, everybody's safe, everybody's healthy. Yeah, we're good, man. We're you know we're maintaining down here. You know uh, we work on Fort Jackson, so we, oh, we got okay. a lot of yeah we got a lot of protocols in place. You know temperature scans coming in the gate, uh, temperature scans at your building, putting the mask on. Um, she's actually working from home, so they're trying to. They're trying to keep people, you know, let's say social distance as much as they can, keep us apart, you know, try to stop the spread of this thing. But, you know, that's 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 just where we are right now, you know. But other than that, you know, we're okay, man. And now we we think about you guys up in New York, man, because you guys, Mm. man, it it was tough there for a minute. Yeah, brother. Yeah, because it's it's just you know what it is. It's um. One, we're, we're a high population area, but it's not mm. only it's not only that it's a large population, but it's a dense population. Like everybody, like I, I don't know how how many apartment buildings you see, you know, because where are you in in South Carolina? Yeah, we're South Carolina, Columbia, yeah. South Carolina. I don't know how many apartment buildings y'all got down there, but I mean, a, a six story apartment building is a regular thing. Now you take uh, a six a six story apartment building, right? Uh, anywhere from 10 to 20 apartments on each floor and then in each apartment chances are you have families living in there you know mom dad kids um you know what i'm saying so and it's a lot of people um just who throughout the day you figure a family of five and let's say it's not even yeah it is little kids let's say a family five mother a father three kids right the mom dad get up they go to work, they're, they're different jobs. The kids get up, they go to school, you know, three different um, classrooms. And then they all interact with, you know, so many different people. And then everybody comes home, you know what I'm saying, with all this, you know, um, what do you call it, bacteria, whatever it is yeah. that you cause it, that, that you end up sharing now and transferring to your loved ones. So, I mean, it's no surprise that it got as bad as it did in, in our city. Granted, you know, hindsight being 2020, uh, could the government have done something a little bit better um, and caught it earlier, whether it was our national government or our state government? Yeah, mm-hmm. but but then again, um, I believe we did the best we could do with what we knew at the time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it is what it is. But glad to hear you guys are safe. You guys are healthy. Um, so what I wanted to do, I wanted to ask because you 
just told you a story about how you got into hunting. Now, um, from what I understand, your wife hunts now, too. She hunts now. Because the thing is, it was her supervisor, man. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. Yeah, he had asked her to go a couple of times. She kind of looked at him like, you must be out of your mind. I'm not doing that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I think it's once she saw me and was like, well, wait a minute. You know, this this might not be a bad thing to do. Because I'm going to tell you, my wife was like, look, I'll try it. If it's cool, great. If not, don't ask me again. All right. <laughs> so, but I think what was really, I think what really got her was that first time she went out and when she killed that buck, you know, I think that turned the entire tide for her because I think if nothing would have never happened that weekend mm -hmm. on that hunt, she might have been like, you know, I'm not doing this again. But if you go out your first time and you take an eight point down like that, that really, I think it sucked her in, man. Nice. And, and what really makes it better is, is once you go to that processor, man, and, and, and you get that meat and you put that meat home and you start seeing the, the rewards of actually hunting and doing it right. And exact, like the guys keep saying, you, you feed your family. That, that it makes, it makes, it brings a lot of stuff into, uh, to perspective about this hunt, man. It really does. Nice, nice. And from what I understand, you guys have a little um, family competition, a family rivalry going on. Is that correct? Yeah, it's like everything, man. You know, <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just, you know, it, it's good. It's a good rivalry. You mm -hmm. know, like when my <clears throat> wife killed that deer that year, I'm going to tell you, I was on a mission from there. I was like, I have no choice right now to get a deer. You talking about the pressure, the heat being on? So I, hold I, on. I, so hold on. You hadn't killed your, your first deer yet when she killed hers? No. Oh, God. Oh, all right. I understand <laughs> no. now. I totally understand now. When she got that, don't get, now, don't get me wrong. I was ecstatic. I was happy for it. When I tell you in the stand, I was pumped up. I was pumped like we had just won a Super Bowl. I'm like, I'm not going to lie to you. Mm -hmm. But then when reality started kicking in, I said, this woman just killed a deer before I did. Wow. I was like, this, this ain't going to sit well until I get a deer down. <laughs> wow. All right. I, I totally get it. And to be to be honest, I'm, I'm kind of glad that, you know, my wife doesn't hunt because I'd probably be looking at the same issue because, you know, always somehow or another, our wives tend to be better at whatever it is, you know. Whenever it's both of us doing it, they tend to be better at it than us. Yes, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hence why they call our better halves. But, uh, but uh, all right, let's, let, I'm glad to hear that. And I'm glad to hear, you know what I'm saying? Because um, you often hear a lot of people talk about when um, they get a lot, they get really excited when they get to take someone out on a hunt and that person gets their, you know, gets their harvest that a lot of times it's a lot more exciting than, you know, you getting your, your harvest. But um, I'm really glad to, to hear that, you know, she went out, she got a buck. Um, not glad to hear, though, that it, it had to light a fire for you to get out and get there. It did. But let me tell you something funny, though. Now, I took her turkey hunting for the first time this year. Uh -huh. And when I took her, I said, why she kills a turkey? I said, it's going to happen. Uh -huh. So we went out. We sat in the blind. We sat, uh, we sat in the ground blind. <clears> and we hunted. So I'm trying to show her how to use the trigger finger. I tried to diaphragm a couple of times. I said, you know what? I got to get my calling down. So mm -hmm. she said, well, can I try the trigger finger? I said, yeah, go ahead. I said, now look now. I said, what I was told, you know, matter of fact, Adam told me, he said, an older guy told him, when you're calling turkeys, he said, you need to treat a female turkey just like a female. He said, think about something. If you got a, a female turkey out there and she just, you know, just, I'm just going off making all this noise.
Mm-hmm. The male turkey don't want to do with that. He said, think about a woman. <laughs> you know, he said, think about a woman's in your ear and she just, yeah, 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 yeah. Guys don't want to hear that. He's like, take it subtle, take it soft. So I was telling her that. And of course, she got to trigger it and pulling away. I said, you know what? Just let her do what she's going to do. Leave her alone. She's out here. She's having fun. So we was ready to wrap up the hunt. I said, you know what? Let's pack up. Let's get ready to go. So we come out the blind. And of course, she's out there. We, we're arguing back and forth about how to use the trigger finger. And she's just going away like, oh, you don't like that? You don't like that? So she's scratching. I was like, whatever. So she's, she's standing there. She starts looking at me. She said, there's a turkey behind you. I'm like... Yeah, okay, whatever. She says, no, there's a turkey behind you. I said, well, if, there's a, if there's a turkey behind me, go back in the blind and get my bow. She goes in the blind, hands my bow, and she's like, there's a turkey behind you. God's my witness. I turn around. There's a turkey 15 yards behind us in the, in the, in the bushes while we're sitting there arguing. <laughs> so I'm like, I said, get back in the blind. Get back in the blind. So we get in the blind. I'm looking. I said, I think it's a hen. I'll say, yeah, that is a hen. She's like, we well, shoot it. I said, you can't shoot a hen. I said, that's why you got to know the regs. You got to know the books. She was like, oh, okay, I didn't know that. So I'm saying, like, we're sitting here making all this noise, doing all this arguing, and this turkey standing right there, right behind us, like, looking at us, like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> I was like, golly. So I go check the camera. She said, I'm going to go put the stuff in the truck. She goes to the truck. I walk out. She's looking at me. She said, oh, the turkey was standing right on the road when I walked up. I was like, man, don't tell me that. I said, come on, let's start this trouble. Let's go. Crazy morning, man. Wow. Nice. Nice. Well, you know what? It's what I like also is um, it's when you when you're involved in your family like that, you know, whether it's your kids or your significant other, it makes it for some really dope stories like you're telling now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it does, man. Let me tell you, like even that deer she shot, mm-hmm. we had a hard time tracking that bad boy. And she was like, you know what? Just leave it. I don't, it's 11 o'clock at night. It ain't that serious. I said, no, we're going to find this deer. So yeah. You might, well hey, you might well suck it up, man. We, we, we're all in now. There you go. Be like, you started it. We're finishing it. Yeah, man. That was a long night, man. <laughs> wow. I can only imagine. <laughs> can only imagine. All right. So, le- you know what? Let me ask about your daughter then and how'd she get into hunting? Um, same thing, man. She kind of just saw me going out and my daughter's one of those ones. She's 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 in, inquisitive. She starts mm-hmm. looking at things. What are you doing? Why are you doing it? Why are we doing this? And she's like, you know what? I want to do it. So got her involved. And of course, if you listen to her, she she she's that that girly girl. You know, it's like, dude, dad, can we find pink camo and all this stuff? I'm like, look, dude, just get some camo. It don't matter what <laughs> color the damn camo is, but. We took her out, and I'm going to tell you, the, the first time I let her sit by herself, man, my wife had a fit. We got into the hunting area, and, and I, I pulled up, got my daughter out, got her backpack. My wife said, what are you doing? I said, I'm about to get her in the blind. You going to leave her by herself? I said, yeah, she's fine. She's got a pistol. she got a rifle. She'll be okay. You going to leave her? I said, it's hunting. She's 19 years old. She'll be okay. And I think my wife was more nervous that morning. That's why I don't think why she could really even hunt that morning. Because she was concerned mm-hmm. about what was going on with my daughter. I was like, uh, she's a big girl. She'll be all right. Leave her alone. But um, getting her out there and seeing her enjoy it. And I'm going to tell you, the first time with her being able to get a harvest out of there, uh, when she killed that hog, man, it was like, I'm going to tell you, the pressure was on. Because we had a hard time trying to find that hog that night. 
And really? Yes. Yeah, man. But the thing was, the pressure was on me because I said, man, we have got to find this hall. Because if we don't, I said, just the disappointment of us coming out of here, sitting, doing what we had to do, and then not being able to find this hall. I was like, you know what? That's, that's not going to sit well with me. But mm-hmm. of course, called my man JP. He comes out with his tracking skills, comes right up on this hall. We find it. And I was just like, man, the excitement she had that night. I think she probably ran up and down that plot, man, when we finally pulled that hog out. It was it was like just a great moment for her and to be here, be there to see her experience that. That's awesome, man. That is so awesome. And now you have your son as well, and he's the only he's the odd man out with no no interest in hunting. He's the odd man. And let me tell so, you how my daughter, my daughter does him. We got a uh, we got a group message and it's called Hunt with the Marshes, right? Yeah. So he wants to be on the group message, but my daughter told him that's for hunters only. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So like, you, you want to be down? <laughs> you got to get down. So basically, it's like, so, so you can't get on this until you know you pay your dues and you go out here and do what you got to do. I was like, this is he? He's twenty eight. Okay. Wow. And how old is your daughter? She's uh, twenty three. Soon to be twenty four. Oh, so she's the baby, and she's she's out hunting the the older brother, the big brother. Yeah. Yeah, man. Wow. <laughs> nice nice that is it sounds like a really cool family dynamic um and it's awesome to hear it i mean you guys um are a great example you know of uh of a hunting family you know what i'm saying who enjoy the sport together um you know and have a a friendly you have know say rivalry going on friendly competition going on which is always great to see you know what i'm saying yeah man it's, it's like it's always been like that <clears throat> even when um it's crazy. Like even we were all basically all of my family, we were kind of all in school at the same time. You know, my wife was getting a master's. I was going out to my bachelor's. My daughter was getting her bachelor's. My son had just finished. But man, I'm going to tell you, I, um, you know, I went back to the VA and got the benefits. But it was almost like even then it came to that. It was like a dynamic where who's going to get this degree first, who's going to do well in this class. And it just uh-huh. made for like a good just a competition between all of us something that they can share down to their kids and be like hey man this is this is what you do as a family Mm -hmm. nice nice i like that all right so now real quick because you you um mentioned something you're actually one of my first guests to mention being a member of a hunting club so what's that like like was this um you know was this something that you actively pursued? Like you knew you want to be a member of a hunt club or is it like something someone told you about and thought it might be for you? You know, Cliff, I, I didn't. Um, one thing I found out, hunting clubs are hard to get into, man. Really? Especially, yeah, especially down south, man. And um, one of the ladies I did business with here, we were just talking one day. She said, yeah, she said, I'm in a hunt club. She knows my father. You know, it's our family hunt club out here. Um, you know, off of 601, off mm-hmm. of uh, I-20. And she said, hey, I'll get you in contact with my dad if you're interested because we may have some memberships coming open. And, you know, I went and told my wife about it. And she said, hunt club? She says, yeah. I said, but, you know, it's just something, you know, I'll, I'll pursue later. Um, I Finally, I met him and I met him out there and we kind of, you know, went through the hunt club, check out the different stands they had. You know, he just told me the different, you know, species of animals they had running around, you know, deer, hog, turkey, 
you know, he said 25 members. You know, he said it's great because we're sitting on 3,000 acres and, you know, it's it's just a good place to come out and hunt. You know, he says, you know, public land is great, he said, but also public land can be dangerous, man. And really? he said, yeah, he said, because he said, you got to be careful with public land. He said, when you're out there, you know, it's, it's one of the things where you really can't, you can't leave your cameras, you can't leave, you know, your stands there. You know, you go out in the morning, you don't know who you're walking past. You know, he said, because every state is set up different. He mm-hmm. said, that's why a lot of people get into hunt clubs, because you have more of the privacy. You know, this is my primary one. This is my primary two. Uh, we don't allow stands to be, I don't know, three, four hundred yards near each other. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's like it's like a, just a good, safe environment. And mm-hmm. with me having, you know, my wife, and my daughter out there, that's what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. When I got into that club, I tell you, it was it was interesting because I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm the only African American in this club. I'm gonna be straightforward with you. Oh, really? So, okay. Yeah, I am. But with that being said, with the members out there, I don't sense that that I'm the minority guy. You know, okay. Each each one of these guys, I'm talking knowledge, just the helpfulness, telling you where to hunt. It's just, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's like, that's one of those things where, you know, I tell a lot of people is like, we're, we're in a world right now where a lot of stuff is, it's black and white. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's, you know, I say, I'm not naive. I understand there's things going on out here. I understand what's happening. I said, but also keep in mind, people are, people are genuine and people are here to help you. So mm-hmm. it's sometimes like you got to give people a chance, man, and see what they're about first before you just make interpretations. And, <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, man, those guys have really stepped up and have, have taught my family a lot, showed us a lot. It, even like, you know, when my, when my wife got that deer and they saw it in the book, they was like, oh, man, it was like, don't tell me your wife got one before you did. I said, yeah, <laughs> she sure did. Nice, so nice. They, Yo, give them a shot. What's the name of this club? This is the Middle Swamp Hunt Club out here in uh, Lugolf, South Carolina. Nice, nice. Um, do they have uh, a social media page or anything like that? I wouldn't mind, uh, you know, sending a little traffic their way. You know what? Uh, they do have a Facebook page. I'm not, I'm not a big Facebook guy. I'm not sure what it is. But if they look up Middle Swamp Hunt Club, they may be able to find it. Nice, nice. All right, man. So, you know what? Let's, let's round this interview out. Um, I always like to, to the final question to be this, you know what I'm saying? Um, you and your family being avid hunters, what, what piece of advice could you offer, you know, a new hunter like myself? What's one thing you believe, um, you know, new hunters should take into consideration or take as law, um, once they're starting their whole, uh, journey? You know, uh, like the first thing I said earlier, find your go-to guy. And, and, and pick that brain, man. Pick it, pick it, pick it. And one thing I tell a lot of new hunters and one thing that I've done, when you're out there, honey, create yourself a list mm-hmm. of everything you did wrong. And you put it on there. My list is so long right now, man, you would not believe the mistakes that I've made. But what it does, it gives you a reminder of what you correct for the next hunt what uh-huh. you got to do better uh how did this turn out you know it's just one of those things hunting is it's, it's a lot of trial and error and also it's it's following the process and some luck as well 
because I'm, I'm going to tell you, most of the things or the harvest that I got is because I was out there just sitting, messing around, getting away, just to get away from the house, just just go do something. Even like the last deer, man, I was just going out just to be sitting, almost like scouting. And sure enough, we got bucks galore walking around. I said, you know what? Maybe it was just maybe it was just in the car for me to be there. So it's like if if you get that urge, just go, man. Just get out there. You know, mm-hmm. just um, have patience. You know, take your time. Listen to other guys. You know, and just and just and, and, and enjoy the outdoors because eventually, you know, whether you hunt one year, two, three, or four years, you're going to get something. It, it's going to be your day, and it's just going to be the day that you're going to remember for the rest of your life. Awesome. Thank you for those words of advice, man. I truly appreciate it. Yeah, and I tell you something, man. I thought about something else I heard on one of your interviews, right? Uh-huh. So, I was coming down the interstate the other day, and I'm driving along, and I see this box come off the back of this truck, and I'm like, <laughs> this, this box is going to hit my windshield. So this box, I see it coming. I was like, okay, don't try to swerve. You have an accident. This box hits my windshield, right? It was an empty twelve pack of Bush Light. <laughs> and I said, Cliff and Dent. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I still I still haven't found Bush Light out here at all. It's so uh, that that's from um that's from these guys, this other podcast, working class bow hunters, and these guys are always drinking bush light. So I'm like, I gotta find this beer they're always talking about that they're always drinking. Man, not one bodega, not one corner store has bush light in my hood whatsoever. I didn't, I didn't know they still sold bush light. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. They they call them they call them bush lattes. Man, bush lattes. <laughs> man. Yeah, this but, is great, man. I tell you, um, it's good to finally get up with you, man. I was like, man, No, was, same here, same here. This is great and definitely, you know, definitely, you know, we stay in touch. You know, we got the social media. You know, hit each other back and forth, and I'm hoping on. Uh, I see, I see your son too, man. I was like, okay, yeah, my see, little see man. Me. Yeah, man. I was gonna see my little man. See if he gonna get him a bowl. See if he get him out there. You know, man, that's gonna be good stuff. When you take, hey, when you get your kids out there, I'm telling you, man, it's gonna be a different feeling, Cliff. I, I promise. I believe you. you. I believe you, and I look forward to it too. Um, now, so listen, real quick, tell everybody where they can find you on social media. All right, uh, we're on Instagram. Um, at Hunt with the Marshes, you know, like I say, I don't, I don't have YouTube, I don't do Facebook. That's primary where we are right now. But uh, maybe even my daughter keep pushing me. She's trying to talk me into getting a Facebook page and all that. But uh, just right now, Instagram at Hunt with the Marshes. Um, mm-hmm. You can find our pictures. Uh, some of the great people that follow us that you know we follow back. So uh, yeah, check us out, man. Just, just continue to enjoy this, this this hunting this hunting world, man. This hunting life, man. Just try to maintain and keep it moving. I hear that. I hear that. All right, brother. Thank you again, and you have a blessed one. Yeah, man. You guys be safe out there, man. I'll be checking in with you, make sure everything's all right. No doubt. Thank you. Hey, Cliff. Appreciate it, man. No doubt. All right, y'all. I want to thank Antonio for joining me today, and I want to thank y'all for listening in. All right? Remember, put God first and respect the journey, even if it's not your own. Y'all stay blessed.